Hello, hello in the Good Company podcast. Uh, Anna here. What a company today. This is, guys, eight months in making. I'm chasing, I was chasing my guests today for eight months. And this is just testament to the fact do not give up. If you want something to happen, make it happen and be persistent. And I was persistent. And finally, Atara Valentine agreed to be on my podcast. And he's my guest today. He's a uh, manifestation coach, uh, trained uh, hypnotherapist. Oh, I was able to pronounce it today, not like in the actual interview. You will hear it. Um, and just and a singer. And I just really wanted to talk to him and uh, and bring his story in. I am just fascinated about this idea. Uh, not only, you know, Atara is fascinating as a person, as a coach, but also about this idea he represents of, um, you know, combining different passion and chasing different things that make you uh, make your heart sing, actually. <laughs> sing. He's a singer and he's a coach. You think two totally different things, but he just combines it so effortlessly and it's i feel like it's a future of us you know chasing different things we we are so used to uh you know this kind of latter idea of chasing the dream and chasing your career uh you know uh, getting up the ladder and becoming an expert in one source and in one subject i mean but I don't think so. That's what truly make makes us happy because we are so multidimensional and we don't allow ourselves to pursue all kind of different uh, avenues, uh, especially work-wise. That can actually and you listen up uh, here. Atara is saying like how singing informs her coaching and vice versa. Um, and it, it it is just fascinating and then there's just one more thought um before before i will uh, will go to the interview i want to share i was thinking about the coaching because a lot of my friends when i talk to them i feel like they are very apprehensive they feel like coaching is this like slicky weird business that it's like taking advantage of people but here's the thing what i'm thinking I and definitely, you know, probably out there, there are people who are sleeky, who are taking advantage of people in this area. But, you know, there are doctors who do that. They are psychologists who do that. They are, you know, all kind of people in all kind of uh, jobs and services that do that. So that's not a not, not, not a news. But I'm also thinking in a context of, you know, how fast the world is progressing, how our consciousness is developing so fast lately. In the last few years, I think we've just all become so much more conscious, you know. And I'm thinking that maybe this idea of coaching is, is the, you know, response to having uh, a need for a new type of jobs as AI and robots are taking over and computers are taking over a lot of things we do but also to help people uh, deal with this extremely fast changing world and growing consciousness and and keeping up like why not to open ourselves to this idea that maybe this is a very important part of uh, workforce in the future that will will allow us to um, as a human to uh, to keep up with our development and, and growing consciousness and, and speed of uh, everything around us i don't know just a thought but um, again, I just wanted you to listen up my conversation with Atara um, Valentine. Such a great one. Another one. Uh, I'm so excited for this again. And my eight months in the making. So here we go. Uh, enjoy.
excited to run it. Hello, hello everyone. Um, I am just so excited today. I was just saying to Atara Valentine, who is my guest today, that it's actually a manifestation coming true, you being here today. <laughs> because <laughs> I, I think eight months ago, I wrote like a list of podcast guests that I really wanna, uh, you know, I have this list of people that, are, that I think are super interesting and fascinating and I wanna talk to them and I wanna bring them on and, and have a conversation. You are, uh, you are on this list and today I will check you off. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you Amazing. for joining me. Welcome, Atara. Um, to be magnetic co uh, coach, uh, singer, uh, you are trained uh, 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 hypnotherapist. Hypnotherapist. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, as well no as child trauma therapist, right? Coach. Well, that's that's all under the yeah. umbrella of hypnotherapy, PTSD, immune disorders, cancer, mental emotional release therapy, neurolinguistic programming, um, and they and there's more too, but Let's talk not about necessary. <laughs> One man orchestra. Yeah, but basically. before we jump in and talk about all the amazing things you do and, and a few questions I have for you, I always start uh, my conversation with um, a little um, kind of retrospective to the childhood. And mm -hmm. I feel like it's, it like, brings us fast together and we learn something about each other. And there's always some beautiful stories I hear. So what is your story? Is there anything that like really shaped you or it, it can be, you know, something positive or maybe negative, but something that really um, affected you in any way um, from childhood or adolescence? Yeah, I feel like my childhood was kind of like a war zone. So it affected me in major ways, lots of them very negative and lots of them very beneficial and positive. Now that I've done the work around it, mm -hmm. there was just a constant need to try and find an identity because I, I learned my identity was based on how I made other people feel. So yeah. everything that I did was always influenced by what was happening outside of me, right? I learned everything through just watching and understanding who I had to be in every moment in order to really survive my childhood because there was so much you know emotional abuse and physical abuse and things like this so um while that sounds really heavy and dark it was also a great gift now that i've been able to fully reclaim all of the aspects that i was forced to deny in myself because yeah. i get all of the grit and the tenacity and the resilience and i get all of these other things like my vulnerability and my sensitivity that i could fully own now simultaneously in balance so um yeah so i wouldn't actually change one thing about it that's amazing. I feel like it's just so amazing when we, when I ask this question, the one thing that constantly come up is that even those are heavy things, there's always a beautiful lesson and something to take away in a positive way, right? Like, yeah, I, you know, I think, I think it's perspective, right? We, we have an opportunity to choose how we see things, right? We're the only people giving things meaning. So if, if our parents are dealing with their own issues and obviously yeah. we're affected by them, but if we continue as an adult when we're not in that environment to give it meaning and allow, and allow it to keep us in a small space, at that point, that is our decision, right? Yeah. And that might sound really harsh to some people, but I'm not a little, child living in my parents' household, following their rules and having to watch their dysfunctional relationship. I have my own life at this point. So yeah. it's very empowering if we can actually step into that and understand where we are still keeping that story alive in our life and going in there and trying to do the work around it so that we can actually show up and have the life that we're looking to have for ourselves. Yeah. 
Yeah, such an important thing. Yeah, I, I feel like I, and, 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 you know, it's not only about uh, uh, being the small kid uh, and feeling like it, but also like, for example, for me, it was like having this uh, uh, victim mentality, you know, like, mm-hmm. it's just like, it's always somebody's fault or my fault. And it's like, some there's always a victim or I am a victim or somebody, you know what I mean? It's, it's just mm-hmm. like, but anyway, thank you for sharing this. Yeah. Uh, and, and can I just say something yeah. on that too, actually, because, you know, people even feel bad. What I, how we really work with people is to completely eradicate shame, right? Yeah. Because shame only exists when there's something that we didn't learn. And we, we start taking responsibility for this deficiency that we have inside of us. But the reality is the shame goes away if we can learn from our past and we can look back, even if we didn't show up perfectly. The reason we have shame is because we didn't get the lessons that we needed. And a lot of times when we become adults, we stop growing and we stop educating ourselves. And we really focus on preserving and protecting this idea of who we think we are, right? And that takes so much time and energy because we, we lead with the qualities that are supported by people and that are rewarded. And then the things that were, you know, caused us trouble or, or we were forced to feel shameful about when we were child Mm -hmm. go really dark Mm -hmm. and down in deep in our shadow right and then just under the surface there's all of those states of potential that maybe we didn't have Mm -hmm. enough time to spend activating or educating ourselves on to use so we're also embarrassed of those when people will say something like oh i'm so embarrassed i'm just so bad with money i'm so bad with money it's like well did anybody ever teach you how to be good with money have you ever spent any time and energy learning how to budget right learning how to invest and no so why do we feel shame around that we had to learn everything that we learned up to this point we just decided to stop at some point because we started focusing on protection instead of expansion yeah and telling our story just uh, telling ourselves the story of stagnation right like i'm bad with money and that's the that's the reality here we are and that that's it instead of like you said taking action taking a step that's awesome so I don't want to talk about TBM anymore because I'm going to link all the episode I talked to uh, Heather, I talked to um, uh, most recently to uh, Jessica, uh, all the coaches really, and we we talk about like what TBM is about, about mm-hmm. uh, DIs and all the you know all the spiel and and all the details around it. But from what I want to ask you is how really TBM came to your life and how, what do you think was like the most life-changing with it for you besides becoming a coach, like just from the perspective of healing or growing and manifesting? Yeah, so it's interesting because it came into my life kind of indirectly off the back of a really big blowout with one of my husbands at the time it was my husband's friend and we just were going like this just butting heads and she was so dismissive of me and i was a not a secure person at that time i was still you know i had the um facade of being secure and confident but i was very broken underneath still and i think she really picked up on that Mm-hmm. and and so she felt this insecurity and she saw that this is the the strong part is just a mask kind of exactly and i think that is where that disconnection really began because it's funny because we're actually so similar especially now that i'm integrated and, and pretty self-actualized we're, we're actually the best of friends at this point in our life but at that time she was very triggering to me because she was very confident 
in ways I wasn't successful in ways that I wasn't. She was able to speak about things in ways that I wasn't. And I was still almost I, like feeling like I was apologizing as I was speaking. Mm -hmm. So I tried to share an opinion on a disagreement her and my husband were having to try and, you know, that codependency thing kicking in, smooth yeah. out the situation, which I would never even involve myself in at this point in my life because like it wasn't my problem. But yeah. you learn that when you're a codependent that it's constantly your job to make things okay right? Yeah. And so I was still doing that. And it actually caused this huge blowout and completely destabilized me and brought up all of these issues that I had from childhood that were unresolved that I thought I dealt with, right? Because I could sit yeah. and say, oh, I dealt with this abuse. And I was this and I was bullied from this age. And I was called this since I was seven years old. And, you know, I would tell this story to people and they'd sit across from me and like their jaws would be like, yeah. on the floor. Because yeah. I was talking about it, like, you know, what I put inside of a burrito, yeah. And I thought because I could talk about it to that degree that that meant that I handled it. But the reality was I was able to intellectually understand the situation, but I was so dissociated from my emotion, right? Mm -hmm. And when I had this argument with her, it actually went in and it pushed that button that I didn't ah. know was there anymore that my stepdad used to push. So all of the emotions came up of just feeling powerless and weak and trapped because I was in San Diego with her. I didn't have a car. We were staying at her house. So all of this childhood stuff came came up and I was like, oh my God, what is this? I'm falling apart. <laughs> yeah. And the next day, um, the next day she was like, oh, I'm doing this thing. Do you want to try it? At that time it was free and native. And I did the magnetic self DI and I was kind of going wait, wait, through. Wait, wait, this friend that you argue with, she she actually yeah. recommended it? Mm -hmm. so well, yeah, because we just ended up talking the whole night, right? Because even it. at okay. my even at my lowest level of insecurity, I always still wanted to communicate and connect with people. So I didn't have a problem being vulnerable, right? Yeah. I just didn't know how to be strong within that vulnerability, right? But so we ended up having a, a conversation, you know, kind of resolving things ish that night. And the next day we sat and we did it and I was listening and just all of these tears started pouring out of my eyes. And I started realizing all of the things that I excused in my childhood for good reason, because, you know, my mom didn't intentionally marry a scumbag and, and yeah. you know, intentionally be in a codependent relationship and intentionally put us in these situations. However, I really um, excused a lot of it because of all of the circumstances that we dealt with. And so I was able to rationalize why it was okay that I didn't get what I needed, right? Because of yeah. the, because of the, um, how complex the situation was that was happening around me. And when I did it, it made me realize like, yeah, no, all of that is true. Like things were really hard for everyone and for her and for my stepdad too, who was such an asshole, but abused his whole life. And right. It, it was just this whole chain of issues. But just because everybody was going through their own thing, it didn't mean that I still didn't deserve the things that I needed. And I never, I think, understood that. And I spent after that, you know, the past few years, um, and I was doing it before, you know, I studied Kabbalah and stuff for 17 years as well. So I've been on this journey for a really long time, but that was really the catalyst for me to go and learn how to begin to give these things to myself that I was constantly seeking from other people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Wow, what a story. Like she pushed you and pushed you in the right direction, really. Mm -hmm. That's what's amazing. Like I also learned through this work that I just welcome all the triggers. So with such open arms now, mm -hmm. <laughs> because, because there are the lessons. Yeah, there is a, yeah. 
I literally yesterday, but before I will go, I just want to say something about the what you said about, you know, not dealing with those emotions. I feel like uh, I have uh, in the past, obviously, not trauma like this, but it's not a competition, but it's just people like us, we become strong and we don't allow us ourselves to process these emotions, right? And mm-hmm. I have the, I had the same thing. I Like when you allow yourself to go through it finally, it can finally mm-hmm. heal, right? Instead of pretending or, or putting different story or that, you know, uh, not, allow, not allowing yourself fully, fully go through it, right? Um, uh, so that's why I feel like we have to sometimes go, go back to it. Um, like you did and then really fully process it but um, now I lost track of thoughts uh, what I want to say <laughs> um, anyway so you started doing DI and obviously probably discovered Lacey and started doing the work right yes so- sorry I was texting my neighbor who just started hammering something into her wall asking her <laughs> if she could not, <laughs> not do that right now <laughs> Well, like I told you, it's a, you know, it's a very, very raw and natural podcast. So and yes. we, it's a pandemic. So, you know, <laughs> yesterday I was on the call with my client. Um, she's like a VP of marketing and literally a cat, her cat came into the Zoom meeting where everybody was sitting and was sitting in the, and she's, I'm sorry, my cat is just something, something. And the cat was sitting for a half, in a half meeting with us. And I was like, this is just beautiful. I love it. Um, okay, so let's go back to to be uh, to be inventing in you, and then um, you started doing it. How did you become a coach with uh, with Lacey? So, I mean, long story short, I was asked to be on the podcast. My podcast episode was very well received. I got literally like one over of a the thousand process, uh, one, right? I remember yeah, the process that. episode. Mm-hmm. I, I got literally great. over a thousand messages after that and people following me. And, you know, at that point I was already doing what I do. My Instagram has always been about self-improvement and, and just exploration yeah. and actualization. And even when I was a musician, that was like still my angle. Right. So, um, before I was doing music and this and hypnotherapy and all these other things when I was just exclusively a musician. And so I was already teaching my own things on my Instagram Mm -hmm. and sharing my perspectives. And so anytime TBM would do a post, I would do a video on my interpretation of things. And, um, yeah. And then one day I kind of made a joke to Jessica and then 24 hours later, um, I was asked to be a coach and actually I almost said no at that time because, I was like, oh, if I do this, does this mean I don't believe in myself as a musician, right? All of like scarcity mindset uh-huh. and things like that came in. And, and then I was like, what am I talking about? And and I did it. And it actually, you know, just really opened things up even more, right? And, yeah. and created so much more potential in every other area of my life. So yeah, so I, I started like that when I came on, like, to be honest, I thought it was going to be this... Um, just like really easy, amazing opportunity. And everything was just going to come into my hands because of the success of the brand. But when I first came in, even with their promotion and their discounts and all these things that they were doing to support me, um, I only booked four clients the first like few weeks that I started. And I was talking to Amanda and Heather who were already coaching at the time. And like, they were doing crazy amounts of numbers because like coaching was the new thing. And I had to really look at how I was showing up and and before I would have been like, oh, people don't want me or people don't care about me or, yeah. or whatever, right? And I would try and shape and bend who I was. And instead of doing that, I just really asked myself, 
how do I have to show up mm -hmm. to yeah. connect with people authentically as who I am and what my opinions are, not trying to do what Lacey's doing, not trying to do what Amanda or Heather is doing. Like, what is my unique perspective on this? And I, fortunately, because I'm very self-aware, I was able to really land on that within a few days. And then all of a sudden I had 30 sessions, you know, a, a week later. And then after that, it's just continued growing. And now I'm booked out six months in advance. So it's yes. been quite the journey. I was waiting yeah. for you eight. <laughs> no, yeah. uh, I don't blame people. I had a session with you and it was incredible. And I recommend it. I'll definitely link it below. But already a couple of questions come up. Uh, first one is, and you know, when we're talking about this podcast, it's something that I really want to talk to you about, which is, um, which is always fascinating to me about you. And since I started, um, uh, you know, following you and 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 uh, seeing your story, this idea of like, like you said when you had the offer to to be a coach at first you had some hesitation but you took it anyway and that's and i love that part because now you became this multi-dimensional person right like you are totally. a singer you have uh, you have this ca uh, career as a coach which is blooming uh, you are doing your record you are doing the the um, uh, hypnotic hypnosis uh, you just um, did paperwork behind it right and i love that mm -hmm. story tell me more about it because i feel like this is the future of people like I feel like we are so used to you know grinding up on the ladder and you know I need to be an expert in one area and I mm -hmm. need to just become because if I focus my attention on this one thing that will bring me success but I think that also makes my, make us a little bit miserable well because you're telling yourself right you're telling yourself in that situation that oh if I do this one thing and I do this then I'll be a success yeah so that means that you can't be successful if you don't have that, right? And that creates really high stakes and so much pressure. And when we have that much pressure, it's really hard to keep that on our shoulders. So the way that I approach things, and it's interesting, and I've always been like this, but I, my nervous system wasn't strong enough to support it. So I would do it and I would go strong and then I would crash and everything would dissolve, right? That's been like the trajectory of my life. Like I'm gonna get a record deal, then I get a record deal with Atlantic Records and it crashes. I'm gonna get the top management and then I get that and then it crashes and I'm gonna do this and then it get, I get it and it would crash because I couldn't sustain things because once I got there, I had so much imposter syndrome and I didn't understand who I was supposed to be now that I got the thing that I wanted, right? right. And so it's interesting because I was at a, a dinner with uh, i'm not going to be name droppy and i haven't lived in la for that long I yet but names. <laughs> um no but with a, a really like yeah. legendary actress who's been successful literally yeah. for like 40 years and i was kind of asking her how she how her career went and what feelings came up and how she made decisions and she turned to me and she said if it made me scared i always said yes mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and i was like Wow. And I realized that's what I did as well. I just didn't know how to sustain it once I got there. And so I still do it. The moment I feel nervous about something, it really interests me more because I realize I don't know this, right? Mm -hmm. And for so much of my life, I spent time only in the space where I did know everything and I was the expert and I knew I, I knew how to navigate everything that was around me. And, and like I was saying earlier, preservation and protection versus 
when we're a child, it's all about right adventure exploration. and exploration mm -hmm. and expansion. We're always looking to learn and to grow and we stop doing that. And so now whenever I, I feel an insecurity or I don't know something, it excites me because I know once I step through that, mm -hmm. I'm smart enough, right? And grounded enough to kind of assess where I am and take everything around me as feedback and figure out the steps that I need to take to slowly navigate through to gaining that understanding. And then mm -hmm. I keep researching and going and trying different techniques and then coming back and seeing, you know, I call it like emotional acuity, like where I have to bend and where I have to kind of maybe take a left and go forward and, and then go back and try and do it maybe stronger or less strong until yeah. it's effective. Mm -hmm. And that just makes it familiar and you're desensitizing the fear in that at, at that moment. But then at the same time, you're also educating yourself and getting all of that knowledge. Right. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I love it. How like from just, you know, um, kind of um, technical standpoints, semi-technical, how do you navigate those you know, those different things you do, because like being a singer is so much different than being a coach, how you make sure that you pursue both of these things and balance them a little bit, not a little bit, balance them probably a lot. And, and cause that's probably also the thing that keep us, you know, not pursuing things that interest us and make us feel fulfilled. And maybe things that are so different from each other, mm -hmm. Uh, because then how to sustain it? Do you have any like tricks or, or thoughts on that or? I do. I have Perfect. tricks and thoughts for Perfect. everything actually. So um... <laughs> I bet you do. I bet. <laughs> this is what I do. This is what I do for a living. So yeah. So I, and I'll actually just tell you a story because I think a lot of times that's the best way to express things and a true story. So I'm downstairs now. I'm yeah. not in my office where I normally, my office is where I write music and where I record and also where I see clients normally. Yeah. And I'm just not there today because I've been in there every single day this week and I need a break. But yeah. um, so it's like a novelty to sit in my living room. But it's beautiful, I, by the way. Thank you. Um, I was sitting doing a session with somebody. Mm -hmm. And I started noticing. Mm -hmm. while I was working with the person, my reflection, because I have a mirror behind my desk. And I kind of caught my eye, my own eye. And I was like, who is that person? Yeah, I got chills. I don't know why. Right. And I was like, he's so confident and expressive. He doesn't question anything. Mm -hmm. and, and just because I'm, I'm very comfortable in this space, right? but I never saw him before. Mm -hmm. So I would slowly look when I was working with clients and see like, oh, he's there again, there he is again, there he is again. So I, I it kind of raised my awareness on how I was showing up in this area, right? And then when I would sit at my piano, which is like maybe six feet behind where my desk is, mm -hmm. and I'd look in the mirror, there was a different version of me. And that version of me looked really stressed out, really disempowered, really uninspired. And I was like, hmm, that's interesting, right? And so I made a decision mm -hmm. that I was going to navigate through that situation when I sit at my piano in the same way that I did being in a situation like this, right? 
which took a lot of time and effort and energy and educating myself and studying and researching and then coming back and passing tests and like literal tests, like exams, right? And I made a pact that I would never sit down Mm -hmm. at that piano again in that state. Mm-hmm. that state where, cause I still had the residual pressure of, Oh my God, I have to be a musician. I have to be this. Right. And yeah. it's interesting because I said to myself, I want this version of me to show up. Mm-hmm. So when I was in this state after a great session, mm-hmm. I would sit at my piano I'd start writing and it would oh. just flow out of me. Right. Mm-hmm. Take advantage of that state when you're in it and then do the thing that you're fearful of. Right because then you still get to channel that energy and hold on to it, right? And then what would happen is, as soon as it would go away or I would start questioning myself or feeling triggered or judging myself, I would be like, nope, I'm done. And I'd close the piano and I'd leave the room and I'd be done for the day. And I really had to exercise that boundary without the pressure of, but I need to get a song done by this, or, oh my God, I, 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 am I drive writer's block because I didn't finish writing and all this stuff that I used to do. And it's just like, no, 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 mm-hmm. I'm not doing it like this. And if this is how I have to do it, I'm not doing it at all, right? Mm-hmm. And as I did that and I kept walking away and then coming back in the state that I wanted to show up in, I wrote the, and trust me, it was a process, but the best record of my life that I'm so excited to release it's exactly what my process has been in personal growth, my whole entire journey through a record. Um, it, it, it includes kind of little hypnotic audios in between that, are, that help tell the story Aww. and piece things together. And, and really all of the pieces just kind of came together. And that was the last area I really had to work on. And everything has shifted as a result. And all of this opportunity is coming forward now because I can show up with this level of confidence when I do it because I'm so connected there now. I'm not, I, I'm not projecting my worth onto if I get this Spotify playlist, then that means this song is good. If I get this manager, then it means this. If I get X amount of dollars for a sync, then it means I'm successful. I'm already all of those things. And that's what I lead with now. Mm-hmm. So I say no to way more things that before I would have been like doggy paddling majorly and felt lucky to have the, to have had the opportunity to even be, be approached with. Right. And now I'm just like, Nope, not aligned. I know yeah. what I want and it's not that. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's my yeah, process. That's, I just, that doesn't support me or that's support my journey. Yeah. Or it's just not right. Like, yeah, maybe five years ago, that's cool. But I'm at a place like, I don't care. I make really good money. I don't have to say yes to a bunch of sessions with people that I don't want to do, you know, and mm-hmm. not these kind of sessions, but music sessions and things like that and songwriting. So I really get to make my own rules now. And it took being able to deal with those feelings that came up because the reality is if you don't deal with things when they come here and you just mm-hmm. push them back down, yeah, they're going to come you. back up again. Yeah. And right? they will you drag push you down, down. it yeah. comes up again, right? And, and it's this, but I would allow myself to close my piano, mm-hmm. stop that thing so all of those feelings don't go into that. And then I would leave and I would sit in that feeling and figure out why it was there and figure out what I had to do to navigate through it. And I would just allow myself to feel it. And it was so freeing. And that's where I started getting all of my lessons. And that's how I really started learning. Mm-hmm. It's so much more than the subconscious work, right? You can do subconscious work as much as you want to, but if you cannot stay present enough to choose the programming that you're installing, it's never going to fully integrate. So I'm much more action oriented in the way that I show up because we can reprogram in real time if we actually allow ourselves to feel the things that are uncomfortable. 
Yeah, and choose different and process different. Oh my God, there's like so many great things come up because not only it's such an expansive story and show people that you can do different things. You can Mm -hmm. expand and like pursue your different interests and passions and loves, right? But then also what you're saying is that they actually, those two then inform each other, even though they they are so different, right? Like how you showed up as a coach with the confidence, then you compared it and kind of informed and took from that energy, like you said, so the, yeah. those are maybe so different, but they can so beautifully come together and inform, inform each other or push each other to, to full blossom. I love yeah. it. Oh my God. I got awesome. so many chills during this story. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And what's amazing, because it, it, it's not different from when we did, um, no, don't worry. I'm not going to share your personal stuff, right? But when oh, we did our can. session I'm an together. Open book. There's nothing I'm ashamed <laughs> of. I'm, somebody because has to be. <laughs> the homework that I give people, usually on the first session, really helps people understand what is missing right? And it's funny because if I see people for a follow-up session within like, you know, a few weeks, a lot of times they'll be like, I'm losing my identity. I don't know who I am because I realized I like this. 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 And I'm like, you're not losing your identity. You're losing the facade of what you thought your identity had to be, Mm -hmm. to be valuable. When you start looking into all of these different areas now, and you start stepping in and growing into them, all of this is going to piece together and your life is going to be so much richer than you ever possibly imagined. Mm -hmm. That's why we're doing this. It's not just about looking for one thing. And if I get this, this means that I'm this because that's hard, Mm -hmm. right? That means you are not that thing without that. That's a decision that we make. Yeah. And if we understand that there's so much potential around us and we need to continue growing into it, then we're just in a beautiful process and allowing ourselves Mm -hmm. what's the rush right yeah if we can enjoy this moment right now do you really think you're going to be enjoy it able to enjoy that moment when that thing comes in front of you no it's going to freak you out you're going to be afraid that you're going to lose it Mm -hmm. or you're going to get there and you're going to realize oh i'm still not happy oh it's because i need this thing it will always be the next thing Mm -hmm. this is what matters right now this very moment this is where all of the change happens Mm -hmm. and the moment we lose this and we lose the connection to this moment we lose the change and we lose the potential yeah yeah totally 100 percent. so good so when is the music when is the record coming out I don't know. Oh, but, good. Um, <laughs> and, and I know how good you feel about it. You know, yeah. it's like it, when it's going to be ready, it's going to be ready. Yeah, totally. And and this goes with the other thing. When people are like, I have to do this, I have to do this. I'm like, I don't have to do anything. My life is great. I love it. Be- I love it. And listen, my life's not great because like I come from this privileged place either. And like people now everyone apologizes for all of their things. Like I worked really hard to get here and I am in a privileged place now that I worked hard for. And I have the privilege of deciding when I want to put things out. I've been really busy with sessions. I'm also launching a physical product in the new year just to help people integrate even more. Um, Yeah, there's, I have a wait list for it if anyone's interested. And um, I have my record. I have a potential TV show that's in development. I'm working on a book. Like there's so many things that are happening. And sometimes I feel like working on my book and sometimes I feel like working on my record. And you know, I just didn't touch my record for a month and I'm going in, I'm about to have a week off and I'm going to go in and finish a bunch of stuff up on that. And then we'll see what happens. If I feel like it's ready, then I'll release it. But 
there's, I don't hold myself to a timeline anymore because because I have so many things to do, mm-hmm. I just do them when it feels good. I don't put the pressure on myself to be like, I have to write for an hour every single day. Cause you know what? I'm not a good writer for an hour every single day. Right. Yeah. So for me it's, and it's not even about discipline because I'll put that discipline into an area that's actually going to feel fulfilling to me. Right. Yeah. Anything that I have to do now that to just, I'm just doing it for the sake of doing something. And yeah. I know it's not going to be honest. I'm not interested in Right. For me, honesty and authenticity are the two things that guide my life. And anything that does not align with that is does not align with me. 100%. Tell me something about the product. (laughs) What is it? Can you say anything? Yeah, I can. Um, It's bigger than a smaller than a bread box, bigger than a matchbook. Um, (laughs) What is it? It's it's essentially I just did a big rebrand on my social media. Because I wanted to be able to really really help people. Thank you. Yeah. And and kind of the psychology behind that and the choice is the fact that I'm a very organized, practical, pragmatic person. And I wanted my content to be the same way. So all of the categories are color coded. I looked for the the colors that resonated the most with me, what the meaning behind them are to, to attach them to each category so that everything's the most impactful. Right. Um, and we associate organization with highlighter colors. So I really wanted to be able to do that because we already have an association around. Like a post-its. Right? Exactly. And so um, the product is going to be a physical product because I'm really big on getting people outside of digital. I've met with a lot of people who you know, are investors and stuff and they're like, you should do an app. And I'm like, I, that's literally the opposite of what I'm trying to do here. Like, yes, I could do an app. Apps are cool, whatever else. But like, I want people to get off of their phone, right? Oh, I so, love that. Yeah. So it's going to be a physical thing. It's going to be something that you could integrate into your daily life just to help you get clarity and things like that. And that's the most that I could say about it. But it's going to be oh, unique and it's going to be something where you will have some kind of unique experience every day. Um, Oh my God, I can't wait. And I love what you said. I love this idea that, you know, so many people do apps and they're like, do digital because digital is just so easy to manage and whatnot. And then it's so important not to put things out because that's the trend or that's what sells, but something that really comes out from you and your, um, and your being, right? And your, your, your soul. Uh, Wait, are you Capricorn? Are you a Capricorn? No, I'm an Aries, Aquarius rising, Aquarius moon. Where is this organization coming from? Because that's Capricorn. <laughs> you have yeah. to have like Saturn somewhere. <laughs> somewhere good. Um, I don't know. I think my organ, uh, honestly, I think my organization comes from my trauma. Yeah. Because I had to be, I had to know what was happening. Survival I went through inference. Mode. Yeah. So I really learned how to compartmentalize things in an unhealthy way. And now I can compartmentalize things in a very healthy way as a result. Yeah. Oh, another <laughs> good one. Um, let's go back for a second uh, 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 about to the coaching. Like, what is your, is there any favorite area? Um, I know that, um, for example, I, I think Heather is more like career focus. Salwa is mm-hmm. more childhood um, integration and, 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 uh, and healing. And uh, what about you? Is there any specific area that you are fascinated with, like helping, helping, uh, your clients um, progress with, or or is it just I like a I, I like a I like you know give people solutions and help them find themselves and heal themselves and manifest things. 
Is, it, is there any specific area for you? Um, uh, the reality is this, I can help someone manifest anything that they want to, whether it's career, relationship, self-worth, money, right? I, I'm fully capable in all of those areas. So I don't, I don't even limit myself within that because to me, manifestation is already limited, right? So I work with people based on the TBM model of manifestation. That's what I do in my manifestation sessions. For hypnosis, that's where I get a little more exclusive and get to tap into um, what really drives me personally, mm -hmm. um, which is just human connection and really helping people become self-actualized. And again, that's not in due to one specific thing or, or one specific realm. That's just, I'm able to sit with people and really help them tap into who they are by asking the right questions, then reinforce all of that imagery and all those suggestions within hypnosis. So, um, I can help anybody who wants to help themselves, whether it's in manifestation, whether it's in hypnotherapy, um, I'm yeah. just open. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> all the directions again, all the yeah. directions. I love that. Um, you know what? One thing just popped in and I thought it may be helpful to a few people. I was just talking to like a couple of friends and, and I think I would love to know what you think. You know, like there's this like just whole gigantic big resignation happened, which I uh, personally, I love. I think it's just this side effect of pandemic, which brought us so much, you know, pain and fear and whatnot. But also there are just amazing things coming up because we slowed down because we were faced with fear. And then we mm -hmm. had to go back to ourselves on some level. And we did slow down and we did get to connect it more to ourselves. But I have these conversations, uh, and that's another probably question. You know, I'm in my 40s, and 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 you know, there is this moment, like I told you when we started, even before we started the recording, that I I knew kind of that my old career was not a good fit for me, and is not a good fit for me. I on so many levels, I love it. I I'm working with interesting people. It's always changing, which I like. Mm -hmm. It's creative. I work with creative people, which I love too. So there's many all elements uh, that I love about it, but, you know, and, and there's a lot of people obviously with this big resignation that they want to switch, they want to change, they want something that they feel that what they are doing now is not fulfilling. So what do mm -hmm. you think, where is the start for a person like this? Like, yeah, so besides of I... to, be, to be a man magnetic, I think it's a great uh, tool and great philosophy of like approaching life and, and working on yourself but even like just from straight beginning like where, where to start in in a situation like this right like we are look we yeah. are not satisfied and starting looking okay and, and the pressure comes in which I know that you know something about because coming from music industry I think you said it several times that there was such an age pressure for mm -hmm. you know as a musician you have to make it in your 20s because if you don't make it in your 20s you don't make it right yeah uh, but you are still you are making it in your 40s and totally right and so yep. so then there's also that pressure because we live in forbes 30 under 30 world when when you know youth is glorified on so many levels from plastic surgery for, through you know articles like that which is fine but there are people who are in a different group who wants who want change who want uh, again, they're coming probably from the different world where we mm -hmm. we're not that conscious, we were not that aw uh, awakened, and now they want to change. What do you think it would be first step and a good advice for a person like that? Yeah, so what I'll say first and foremost is what I said to you, but when we talked about this before the call, which is 
if you think you're wasting time because you're doing what you're doing, yeah, you're very wrong. Because mm-hmm. if you can't figure out how to how to navigate through the feelings that don't feel good now in a situation that you're not excited by, mm-hmm. how do you think you're going to do that when the thing that you really want to do is right in front of you? You're going to crumble under pressure. So literally learn how to deal with what is directly around you first. Where are you unhappy? What can you do to make yourself happy now? Because I promise you, a job is not going to make you happy. A different partner is not going to make you happy. Different friends are not going to make you happy because you're going to show up and you're going to be projecting your perception of reality onto the experience. There's a moment where it's new, so it feels like there's potential. But at the end of the day, Mm, you and your programming always show up. So deal with what is right in front of you and learn how to manage through that and grow through that because then you're ready for that step where you go toward that next thing, right? I'm 40 years old also. I just figured things out in the past like, three years for myself, right? And I know exactly who I am now. And I didn't, I thought I did. I had no clue. I was so off the mark and so wrong. And what's interesting, if people are looking for where to look for this purpose, and because this happens with a lot of people and they're like, well, I don't even know where to start. And it's like, well, start first on what your issues are because anything that you think you want is still limited, right? Right. It's Mm -hmm. still your idea of what you think is possible. And that still has limitations, right? So we need to deal with the things that are are already immediately limiting us so that we can actually take a step and then see a whole new world of potential. But if we take that step with all of our issues, all of those issues are going to be in front of us, not an open um, canvas, right? Mm -hmm. So for me, what's interesting, and I always tell people to do this for themselves, is that when I, what I am doing now, Mm -hmm. is what I always wanted to do. I did not know that this was a job. I grew up in a very small, lower middle class area in New Jersey where people didn't even graduate high school. They got pregnant in high school. Everybody just, you know, got a whatever job. So they had insurance. So they had that protection and safety. You know, they got married right out of school. There's like a whole opioid um, epidemic where I grew up. Uh, Like so many of my friends and people I went to school with died from heroin overdoses, like as teenagers and in their twenties. And right. So that, that was my reality. So I didn't think there was a job where I could just talk to people and, you know, and, 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 obviously like a psychiatrist, but I have no interest in that. I mean, actual like growth with people and getting into the subconscious. I didn't know what a subconscious was, right? And it's funny because I used to sit, because I I was so into escapism when I was a little kid and not that I'm promoting this because I'm not the person who's going to sit and like even promote psilocybin, even even though everyone's like all over that right now in the wellness industry, because I think it's irresponsible to promote something that's not legal yet. Yeah. Um, because usually people who are doing that can afford to do it the right way with someone who's mediating and watching the experience and someone who can't afford that is going to buy a bunch of mushrooms and have a bad trip because they don't know what they're supposed to be doing and you know yeah not 100%. good but just my opinion but anyway so um but i would do mushrooms for like for escapism things like that when i was a teenager and i would sit and i would just write all of these things in my journal Mm-hmm. about how I saw the world, how I wanted to show up differently. And just like really little quotes. Social media didn't even exist yet. There was no such thing as a meme, right? Yeah. The only thing that had that were like bumper stickers. <laughs> so I'm like, well, what the fuck am I going to do with this, right? And yeah. what's so interesting, right? And so the one area that I got to actually exercise some of this was music, right? With with writing yeah. lyrics, right? But um and that was from the influence of my dad because my dad was a musician growing up 
And um, so that was the only way that I thought I could be that, right? And so that's what I tried to do. And it was interesting because now I'm literally living that dream. Mm -hmm. the life right world. I that's mm -hmm. that's what I do I sit and I write and I come up with ideas and I share them and then I put lessons behind them and action steps and then I get to work with people and and use all of that stuff and all of that internal belief and all of that internal knowledge to to share with other people and I get to do it with my music right so it's interesting because we usually knew at one point who we were and what interested us and I always tell people to look at kind of like around their pre-teens early teenage years Right. And some people are like, well, I was really into dance. Like I can't become a dancer now at 42 years old. Like, no, that's true. Right. Maybe, but you yeah. can go take ballroom dancing classes and you can express that part of yourself and find happiness. And then if you have happiness there, you might realize, oh, all of my happiness doesn't come from my job. Right. Mm -hmm. Because you're actually getting different areas to express yourself versus just mm -hmm. looking for one. Right. So that's a great place to look like. What did you do? What did people used to come to you for? What lit you up? What movies did you watch? Like really tap into that version of yourself and see how you can start integrating that into your life now, while also looking at the problems that are immediately around you and trying to figure out how to resolve those mm -hmm. um, practically. I love it. And I love what you said to really, you know, not run away from things, but really look you know, what even makes you unhappy and what would make you happy and, and deal with the situation you are in versus just being an avoidant. I think it's just such an uh, important um, advice because um, we all can just, you know, run away and <laughs> quit the job. And, and, and But that's not the yeah. point, right? At no, some point they're... you took it, at some point you have it, had it, right? And there's still opportunity to to learn from it and, and start going in that direction without any drastic measurements. Yeah, you're just going and getting another job. You're just going to get the same job that you're going to have the same, you know, dynamics with people eventually feel insecure because this person's stronger than you are, you know, feel insecure because you're not being recognized by your boss. All of that stuff shows up again, right? Yeah. The job doesn't fix your problems. You fix your problems and then you find the aligned job. You fix your problems and you find the aligned partner. You fix your problems, then you find the aligned group of friends because in order for you to align with that thing that you want, you have to also be operating at that level. Yes. Yeah. And try things to, to your point things. with the uh, with the ball dancing. I think it's so important just to be bold and 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 try this and that and see what would really sucks you in, what really interests you. If there, you know, if the you don't even have idea what what that is. Love yeah. it, I mean, love it. Yeah, and just even smaller on that because I like things to just be really manageable for people. You know, people will say like, "I'm so bored in my life." Oh, I'll I saw like, your post about it. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, can you say yeah, that? Yeah, but it's it's come up a lot this week with people. And I'm like, they're like, I just feel like it's just another, the, the year changes, but it's the same thing. And I'm like, well, are you showing up as someone who wants to change? Because if you are, you have to do stuff. Start small. Change the way you interact with your existing within your existing friendships change the way you show up to work change your perspective about your job show up with a better attitude do the work that you have to change the way that you treat your body start eating a healthy breakfast you don't have to go on a crazy diet like do one thing that is a change and then make that familiar and then your life has changed and then you change another little thing and then you make that familiar and then that changes right it's there's so much pressure and, and that's really where people go wrong and self-sabotage comes because your subconscious doesn't know how to assist you when you make too abrupt of a change, right? Because if it was that easy, we would all just be different. But if we can take really small things and pay time and attention, or put energy and attention on them, 
then we can find the comfort within that small change. Yeah. And then once we have that comfort, then we take another step and another step. And we don't have to, you know, do a have an eat, pray, love moment for that to happen. <laughs> right. And that's the, but people think they do. Right. And yeah. that's what makes them feel like they're stuck. Try to have that big moment and that big shift within their life. And their whole nervous system freaks out because they don't have the programming to support them. So they're just blindly walking into something. And the reality is it's going to fail. Yeah. Yeah. Because we need to work on expanding our consciousness and our awareness within those steps. Yes. Oh my God. I love to say what you said and just so clicked uh, for me right now about taking those small steps, because if you take too big one, you're going to sabotage, like you're going, you're going to sabotage because it will be too uncomfortable and change is uncomfortable. And then you will and do you, something but, to cut this change out even, because it's yeah. so uncomfortable. Oh my God, I'm getting such a chills. And it's like such a, like sort of clicked for, to me right now. Cause I also often think about, because I feel like sometimes I sabotage and I was like, why am I even doing it? And that makes so much sense sense oh my god that well, just the thing so much is, sense to me because it's not even just the discomfort right because the discomfort is just a sign that you don't know how to navigate through it right so that's why it's important to have this understanding generally right mm -hmm. of how you want to feel within it because every time you take a step and there's any kind of resistance we need to do something with that to clear that to keep trying to tap into and create this new feeling and use that as our motivation right oh. so the sabotage comes in because we go from zero to ten and we missed all of these steps. So we didn't get the education. We didn't get the expansion. We didn't right, expand our consciousness or gain awareness in this journey. Or learn so how to feel there. Yeah, we're physically here, but our feeling is still back here. So the only thing that can happen is that we keep making decisions to pull us physically back to that feeling. Yeah. Oh my God, so good. So good. I got so many chills. This is so good. I can't. Like seriously, just so clicked for me, the sabotaging thing. Thank you, Atar. I really appreciate it. You're welcome. Okay. Thank you. Last question I ask my all my guests. I love that. I love when we share knowledge, when we learn from each other. I think it's just so amazing. And everybody always brings something so interesting. Um, anything right now you're obsessed with, you are using product, podcast, book, inspiring, helpful in your business, in your life, anything like that. Uh, yeah, you, can I, should I get it? You? Yeah, yeah, I literally it, have it behind me. I'm, I'm so obsessed with it that it's always like three to oh four God, feet I away from see. me. I want to see what is it? What is it? Oh my God, your tree, by the way, is so pretty. Thank and your you. living room is so pretty. I wish I, uh, I feel like I may start putting this on YouTube too because those videos, this living room would look so cute. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, so. What is it? I, I actually just did a video on this and I'm gonna be a little harsh for a moment, but it, it's true. So I've spent so much time and energy understanding the subconscious, understanding the emotional landscape and the internal world. And that's a great thing to do, obviously, but there's still, you know, we talk about spiritual bypass. There's still what I like to call nutritional bypass, where we're not taking accountability for our behaviors and we're just judging our body as a result. And then we, then we, then we feel like we have to subscribe to this body acceptance movement to accept something that we're not happy with. 
right? That's mm -hmm, a lot of mm -hmm. pressure and it's hard to do because if it were that easy, we would just be accepting it already. But the reality is your body is the physical manifestation of your behaviors, your habits, your, your energy levels, right? Your physical activity, how you deal with your emotions, how, and, and your relationship with yourself. So there are all of these different factors that yeah. make up what your body is doing, right? Mm -hmm. So in order for us to really be able to get into our our authentic body, we have to look at everything that lives underneath that, right? And that's why with hypnosis, I work a lot with people for self-actualization and body image because it's not actually about food. It's about how we were taught to use food, right? Look at the whole food industry. It's so emotional and psychological. We celebrate with food. When we're disappointed, we have food to comfort ourselves. When we're Central. bored, we eat food, right? It's, it's, feel, it's serving a bunch of purposes that it's not supposed to. And the reality is, none of us really understand. So we do become obsessive about counting our macros or calories or thinking and, you know, but very rarely do we go to a nutritionist and actually learn how to eat properly or get an education on what a calorie is, right? Yeah. We just have this idea, a carbohydrate is bad, right? And like everyone's on keto and, but fat is bad, but then keto's good and it's really high fat and high protein, but no carbs. But then it's like, it, it, there's so much um, opposing yeah. information and it's confusing 100%. and it makes people scared. And that's why I think this whole body positivity and intuitive eating thing is coming. And I, I honestly, even intuitive eating, all of a sudden you can tap into your intuition throughout the day. Like every time you have to change and you freak out and like mull over your decision 900 times, where's your intuition there, right? Mm -hmm. But you can do it when you're figuring out what you're eating. Like, no, it's all nutritional bypass. It's all avoidance and not allowing ourselves to educate ourselves about food and understand what our relationship is and then deal with the emotional baggage attached to that, right? Mm -hmm. So anyway, there's this, this device that I found and when I'm working with people in hypnosis, this is what I really want them to do because I can help you with your belief system around food. Right. But you still have to learn, right? Why does something like Weight Watchers not work? Because Weight Watchers traps you because they're still not teaching you. They're giving you a points system. So yeah, you, you like learn that. the points system. And as soon as you stop doing Weight Watchers, your relationship to food and your consciousness and education around food did not change. You only know food through the lens of Weight Watchers. Make sense? It's like the weirdest but, concept in the world for me. Right. But that's how they keep you stuck, right? And it's a beautiful thing and it does work for people, but they have to, that has to become their life. It's not, it, it's not fixing anything, right? Right. Because they, like have, they have to thing. stay within yeah. those parameters, right? And so what I love about this device, it's called and I sound like an infomercial every time I do this, but literally every single one of <laughs> my husband has it. All of my best friends have it now. So many of my clients are buying it. So many of my Instagram followers because it has changed my life with my relationship to it? food. It's a device. It looks like a vape, but essentially there's an oh app God. attached to it. Yeah. And every morning you inhale through it, uh -huh. hold the breath, breathe out. You do it twice and it reads the level of CO2 that's in your lungs. Yeah. And, and based on that reading, it can tell you if your body is burning carbohydrates or if it's burning fat. Okay. So then based off of that, it gives you your suggested macros for the day. But the only one you really focus on is carbohydrates, 
right? And so it will tell you how many carbohydrate servings you have that day. And you keep blowing into it. Every time you eat, you blow in before to see where you are on the scale to see if it's time to eat yet. After you eat, you blow into it to see how your body's metabolizing the food, right? So you get the education of when you should eat protein versus when you should eat a more carb heavy meal. Before you work out, you blow into it and it will say, you have enough fuel to fuel this workout right? Or it will say you need to oh, eat three so carbohydrate servings because mm -hmm. you're in fat burning and you're going to slow your metabolism down. So what it does is, is every day it gives you custom food suggestions and a model to follow so that you can create metabolic flexibility. Mm -hmm. So now what's amazing is because I was so scared of carbohydrates and so is everybody now doing keto constantly. But what's amazing now is I wake up in fat burning. I mm -hmm. eat a pretty heavy carb meal my carbs go to five on their on their scale and then an hour later i'm back to fat burning and then before i work out i eat what i have to eat to fuel my workout i go to the five that uses the fuel then I'm, i burn it and i'm back to fat burning so it's more treating our body like a vehicle right so your body just, informs your body you informs form the decisions of how you eat mm -hmm. every day that based so on science so it takes all the emotion out of it, right? And I deal with that aspect with people one-on-one, -on -one, but it takes the emotion out of it as far as education with food goes. And what happens is your body starts working properly because it's not being deprived. It's constantly it's giving simple. the nutrients that it needs. So my thing with intuitive eating is- Which uh, automatically affects your mood because obviously everything. that's all Your connected. circadian rhythm, yeah. your stress levels, right? So it's your so sleep gets better on it. You're just emotionally have more energy, you build more strength, right? You're more aware because you're always giving your body what it needs. And so when people are like, oh, I can't do this because I used to be obsessive with this or obsessive with this, it's like, yeah, but you were obsessive because there was ignorance attached to it. Mm -hmm. This takes it out and it educates you every day. There's a little thing you read. This is why you do this. This is what glycogen is. This is how your body uses this. This is why this is important. So I'm totally obsessed with it and if people are still on the fence, I just want to say one more thing. I don't know how this became like, you know, the yeah. thing that I was most excited about, but I am the most well, excited about it. Um, yeah. But the reality is your body is just a vehicle. Yeah. And it needs the correct fuel to be able to show up for, me, for you and get you to point A to point B. Just like we get gas, we don't intuitively get gas. Oh, I have a 30 mile trip. Let me intuitively see intuitively see how much gas I need, right? We have an odometer that tells us, oh, you're on empty. We look at our map and we're like, shit, I don't have enough gas. I need to get yeah. like, I need to fill my gas tank. And then we put gas in. And then when that gas burns out on our journey halfway, because we need more gas, we go and we get more gas, right? And yeah. that's how food is. And it really helps you restructure that. So anyway, I have a link um, I can send you that. What you is can the name of it? Yeah, notes, maybe you can send me a, a link. Yeah. Yeah, it's um, called I love Lumen. The idea. It's amazing. What is it called? Sorry. Lumen. Lumen. I love but this idea. But if you use my that... link, you get a discount. So use Perfect. my link. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. I will get that <laughs> from, uh, uh, from you. But I love this idea um, that it is kind of like your body informed, like this machine help you get information from your body. So then you can yeah. fuel it back because versus your emotions. Yeah. I, I, me, I, for example, like constantly, not constantly, but every year or twice a year, I do blood tests. So I want to see like, you know, what are all the levels where I need, but that's mm -hmm. much faster and a little bit different. But, but, you know, for me, it was that way, checking how much my body is, how is it performing, what the mm -hmm. numbers are. So then yep. I was like, okay, those vitamins are lower. I need to step up. Right. But this is, Fully. this is to that idea, but it's, it's more approachable everyday device. Very interesting. Yeah. I want to know everything yeah. about it. 
Awesome. Atala, thank you so the, much. The what a great yeah. conversation. Again, my manifestation coming through. I got chills again. So I happy. really appreciate your time. It was just so amazing to talk to you. I will link all your links um, obviously below. And again, thank you so much. And thank you for all that you are doing. And and again, I, I, I feel like I'm fascinated with this idea that you are representing, which is we are, are this multi you know, dimensional beings and just yeah. allowing ourselves to follow different purposes and passions and loves and and all that can just fuel each other and, and create even more, more beautiful life. Thank you for that. Yeah, you're welcome. And thank you for having me. Thanks, Atara.